Hello, Mr. Jones. Mrs. Jones. How are you? You know how I am? How are you? I'm a hundred episodes old, baby. Yeah, baby. Yes, you are. How ridiculous is that? It's kind of shocking. Why is it shocking? Well, I think I've said this before, but I wasn't really sure what we were going to say for 10 episodes. <laughs> and now we're at a hundred. <laughs> it is funny, that whole thing, isn't it? Yeah. Everybody's been saying to me, what are you going to do for your hundredth episode? And the truth is... Uh, we're not going to do much. <laughs> no, it's going to be kind of a normal episode. Maybe we could give away something. Yeah, not because we're not excited. Yeah. But because I got sick. Yes. And I, then I got sick because you got sick. You got sick again. I know. I was so bummed by that. I was so, I felt assured that since I'd already been sick, I would not catch whatever you had. Yeah, but I had something completely different from you. Yes. And so my body decided to collect it as well. So as you know, our whole family was sick. Everybody was sick except for me, Mr. Brilliant Immune System. Which I was actually really surprised that you had made it without getting sick. Right. And then come Tuesday of this week, while everybody else has finished their antibiotics, everybody else is fine, I come down with what I think is strep throat. I mean, it's not a bad guess. Everybody else has been on antibiotics for strep and other things. So I go to the doctor Wednesday morning and say, all my family's been sick. And they're like, oh yeah, let me swab your throat. And they said, no, you don't have strep. You just have... The dreaded lurgy. A viral throat infection. So I said, what can I take for that? They were like, nothing. I was like, awesome. So I tried to fight it, and then it knocked me out for two days. Yeah, and then it took me out as well. You bounced back a little faster than me. I did. Well, I didn't have a choice. I had three children. (laughs) Right, I didn't have a choice either. But, I mean, do I sound congested to you? No. I I feel a little congested. Okay. I think it's doing wonders for my radio voice. Yes, it's very manly. But also, I went away on the weekend. I was teaching in Georgia. I went and did a prophetic conference, which was tremendous fun, at Covenant Life Worship Center in Chickamauga. Chickamauga. Yep, never been there before. And you're sure that's how we pronounce it? I I checked. Okay, because I've been mispronouncing it all weekend. Have you been adding an N? I have. Yeah. I, Chickamauga. There you go. No N. No unga. Okay. So Pastor Jamie and Darlene Chan, they're lovely church, lovely staff, lovely people, had a great time. Stayed overnight, spoke Sunday morning, and just drove back to Tennessee a few hours ago. And they sent you home with Tim Hortons. They did. They're Canadians. Yes, I know. So I I very much appreciated that. My Canadian had a little happy dance. Uh, Our welcome gift, or my welcome gift, were these matching aprons. Yes. Me and MJ have got matching Star Wars aprons. I'm Han Solo and he's BB-8. He's so excited about that. He didn't take it off. He just wore it with a diaper for the rest of the day. (laughs) (laughs) And then you and the girls got some matching embroidered ones. Yes. So all that to say, we got super sick. The whole idea of doing, yay, here's something fun we're going to do for 100 is going to have to be pushed pause on until uh, our pace slows down, which it should do after next week. Can I tell you something funny about the aprons? Please do. So you know how I'm I'm not great at telling you like gifts that I would like, like thinking up things. I have to really think. Right. So we That's were true. we were in the um we were at the Franklin Festival this weekend. I took the kids to the Franklin Festival with Cindy. Right. And it was really super hot, super crowded, and the kids didn't want to stay. So we did our typical Jones thing where we drive in, park, and leave within an hour. Perfect. <laughs> Um, but I saw this apron stand and I 
looked at the aprons and I was like, gosh, you know what? I'd really love like a girly apron. And I saw these really pretty aprons. And I remember thinking if Alan was here, I would ask him if I can buy this really pretty apron, but he wasn't. And so I moved on. And then also on the weekend, I was in Target and I saw these, you know, adult coloring books. So I really like, um, doing anything artistic and that's sort of like a wind down kind of thing, like coloring things in. Um, but usually the pictures aren't, sometimes they're not great. And so I sort of looked at them and thought, Oh, one day I'll look into getting one and see if I, I can find one with, you know, images that are okay or whatever. Anyway. So you come back from Chickamauga and ta-da, not only an embroidered girly apron, but an adult coloring book and like 74 pencil crayons. So um, I'm super stoked. And it just felt like the Lord had paid attention to the musings of my heart. Uh, and even though they weren't like, oh, I'm just dying to have that, but like, a, oh, I'd love to have that at some point. Um, those were the two things this weekend that I had, you know, sort of paused momentarily in my heart about and you came home with both of them. He's good like that. He is good like that. It's also funny that they had me in to teach on a prophetic weekend when clearly they're very prophetic to know that that's the gifts of my wife's heart. Right. Tell me why you're dressed so fancy. Because we have just come home from the staff honor dinner that the students put on for the staff at the school. Now, talk to me about that. Um, I guess they did it for the first time last year. And... Um, it's just all the students get together and they plan this entire event that is just to honor all of the staff of the school for, I guess, for working for a year. I don't. I mean, you know, for pouring into them. It's awesome. It is shocking the level of effort and excellence that yes. they go to. I mean, it really yes. undoes you. I mean, they they're all dressed super sharp and they all wear you know, black and they have this gorgeous photo booth and everything's super professional, like this fruit tea and, you know, just everything is to the nines. You yeah. Know? And you walk in and they've transformed an otherwise all purpose utility room into this beautiful, intimate they've transformed dining room. an ugly room it's, into <laughs> I was a being beautiful delicate. room. Yeah. And there's yeah. burlap and place settings and art hanging on the wall and a menu and individual teacups uh, picked for each person and, and somebody's gone ahead and not just bought food but made it from scratch and then yeah. you have your own server the whole evening and it's just one lavish affair where you're like guys come on it's amazing and then the end of the night giving you prophetic words and little gifts and you're like come Honor on it's ridiculous that kind of, yeah amazing I love it. little paintings and um and everything was done in trios for the food. So we had like a trio appetizer mm -hmm. and then trio tacos, but like think upgraded, gorgeous gourmet tacos. As Gordon Ramsay would say, very elevated tacos. Elevated tacos. And then a trio of desserts. And um, Sweet Betsy even made us paleo versions of right. the desserts. Right, they've taken into consideration everybody's Various, dietary habits. Yeah, food allergies and stuff. So uh, it was... It was so lovely. It was really lovely. All right. Our main topic for this evening. Yes. I was thinking about this. I was thinking, you know, what are we going to talk about for our 100th episode? I actually wanted to talk about the joy of starting small. Okay. 
there's a verse in scripture that everyone knows. This is Zechariah 4 verse 10. It says, do not despise these small beginnings for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. And I think the reason it says, do not despise these small beginnings is because as humans, we hate starting small. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> usually we're inspired by something big. We see something that other people are doing and it inspires us towards greatness. But what we fail to take into consideration is the thing that we've seen that's inspired us has been matured over many years. So yes. we start out with something small and we're like, we suck at this. Yeah. And it's actually all part of the way God intended it. Mm-hmm. He actually delights in weakness. He delights in coming alongside you and saying, hey, I could help with that. So we're inspired by something big, but we're forced to start with something small. But you think everything in nature starts as something small, right. even if it's a redwood or an adult, you know, they all start as something small. And if they don't start as something small, they actually can't, you totally. know, they can't properly grow. But it's unique to everybody. It doesn't matter if you're quote unquote a creative or not. You know, yeah. I we're surrounded by people who are highly creative. We're also surrounded by people who are highly entrepreneurial business people. Yeah. And it's funny because when we compare, like, let's say we start something, I don't know, we start a blog or we start a company or we start um, trying to write a song. When we compare with what we have versus what we want to have, ironically, we get discouraged by our perceived lack instead of our actual progress. So we look at the thing we've created and go, oh, it sucks. It's nothing like what I want it to be, rather than saying, that's amazing. Half an hour ago, I didn't have this, and now I do. Yeah. So why is that? Why are we so bent on discouraging ourselves? I don't know. I I guess I think I definitely fall into that trap. You do? And, and I, I do. I think like even with the Ben book, like I was, I, I just felt like, oh, if I'd asked so-and-so to do it, it'd be so much better or, you know, whatever. And you want it to be w- what it isn't yet. Right. That makes sense. But ironically, I've found certainly in my own life that oftentimes we're more content with having nothing and the longing for something than having something small that shows how far we have yet to go. Isn't that weird? So, huh. so yeah. we're more like, oh, I wish I was creative. And, and we're content to just stop there rather than saying, I'm going to be creative and Press pull out a pad. Creativity, yeah. And pull out a pad and pen and draw something because then we're actually reminded how far we've got to go. But ironically, <laughs> we're actually further than we were when we said, oh, I'm not creative. Right. It's actually... The Lord thinks differently. It says in that verse that the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. So the reason for that is I've learned that God can do something with little, but nothing with lack. Right. That's a good point. So most of our problems in life stem from despising the little, thinking it's lack, and actually not giving it to God to grow it. Right. And what I've learned about God is he loves to come alongside us with whatever we have. You think about the little boy with his loaves and fishes. Right, And he says to the disciples, hey, you feed them. He's going to see what they're going to do with it. And they're like, are you kidding me? Like, there's no way we can do this. And so he finds the smallest child. Well, I'm not sure if it's the smallest child. He, he finds a small boy with small resources. And the Lord's like, I can do more with, with this than with your, you know, your panicking. Yeah. But often we excuse ourselves from progressing with anything because we're more comfortable in our lack than with our little. Yeah, I think that's really good, babe. Think about the parable of the talents. You know, when the master gives five talents to one and three talents to another and one talent. Yes. And says, go off and do something with it. Yeah. And 
what's funny is the guy who got one did nothing and ended up getting nothing. And he was thinking, well, I thought you'd be mad, so I hid it. And that's what we do all the time. Like, I, I wonder if the guy with one talent was like, well, if I had five, I could do something, but only have one and I can do nothing. And, mm-hmm. you know, gosh, if I had five, I could afford to lose some of it, but I only have one. What if I lose that? I've lost everything. But here's the thing. We often think it has to do with the amount that we start with, but it really doesn't because the guys who had the five and the three talents, they could have had the same fear. They could have been thinking, oh man, if I if I blow this, like I'm going to lose five of them. At least that guy only has one. The, the, the thing is they risked something. Yeah. And I think in our culture and our community, we've prioritized perfection over risking. I think that's exactly it. I think perfectionism is what plays into the whole thing. And I think we have a fear of what other people will think or what we're going to think of ourselves or right. maybe even what God thinks or whatever. And it absolutely freezes us into doing nothing. Well, there's also that fear that we're being fraudulent because when we start something, we feel like we're faking something. So f- think about it. Think about the, your New Year's resolution and you're going to the gym. Sure. As soon as you walk into the gym and you've never been in a gym before, yeah. you feel Everybody like you knows. don't fit in. Everybody knows I've never been here before. Right. I feel like a loser. I feel like yeah. I don't fit in. And yeah. ironically, the only way you will fit in is by continuing to go. Yeah. So you have to overcome that fear. I remember when we started podcasting, I was having a conversation with somebody and they're like, oh, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, I'm a pastor. And like, you know, what else are you doing? And I started saying, oh, I'm a podcaster, but felt like a fraud. <laughs> because I'm like, well, how many podcasts do you have to produce before, before you can say I'm a podcaster? Official podcaster. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we hear, we're like that with everybody, you know, like, well, I'm a writer. I, get, I, I mean, I guess like there's some magic number in our head that tells us once we've crossed that threshold will be legit. And until then, we're just a fake. Right. But I don't think that's true. I think, you know, I was speaking to somebody this weekend and they were saying they really want to write a blog post. But posting the first post feels so lame because now it's out there and everybody can see, A, your first effort, but you you also have this huge pressure of, if I don't post something soon, then it looks like I've quit. and And, you know, so we panic. Yeah. And we think... We compare ourselves to the people who've been doing it for years and we're like, oh, but we're not like the people who inspire us. They've got tons, but they actually only have tons because they started with one. Right. Everybody starts with one. So that's that's the thing. You know, don't despise yeah. the small beginnings because soon one thing becomes three, three things become 10, 10 becomes 20, 20 becomes 100. And before you know it, you're, you're a podcasters. blogger or a podcaster <laughs> or a songwriter or whatever. Right. Again, I guess I would compare a lot of things to parenting because that's, you know, a lot of what we do. Right. But it's it, parenting. Everything moves slow and it grows slow and you have no choice. Right. But, but actually, in the end, you're happy that it went that way because there was time to grow it correctly. Correctly. You don't get the luxury of waiting until you know how to parent before you get a baby. Right. No. I mean, first baby arrives and you're like, I have no clue. Right. And then the next one comes and they're different from the first one. You're like, are you kidding me? Is this a sick joke? Right. What is going on here? Yeah. And then number three, exactly the same. You know, there's things that are similar, you know, but there's also lots of stuff that's still a learning curve. Well, I think talking about the learning curve, like one of the things I love about starting small 
Because we start a couple of ventures. You know, you've written a couple of books. We started podcasting. We're stepping out into a few other things. Yeah. All of which requires, forces you to start small. Yeah. And I actually love the learning curve that comes with it. I love the rapid increase in understanding. And here's a little trick I've learned to trick myself into enjoying starting small. And it's something the Holy Spirit told me years ago, because I realized I only ever did things I knew I could excel at, which means you're going to have a pretty limited skill set. If you only are ever going to try things you're already good at, then you're never going to grow. Right. But I remember freaking out in teacher training school. You know, I was learning to be a school teacher and I was freaking out thinking, Lord, I don't know how to do this. And he was like, good job you're in school then, huh? (laughs) I was like, what do you mean? He said, you're in teacher training school. The fact that you're being trained means you don't already know how to do it. Right. So give yourself a break. And I was like, actually, that's magical thinking. <laughs> so, you know, I'm learning to do this, which means I, I get grace learning how to do something. Yeah. I love the rapid increase in understanding that comes when you learn something new. Yeah. And it's fun. I mean, I think once you realize that you can do it or that you're learning to do it and you're becoming competent at it, then you start to gain confidence and it right. starts to be, you know, added to your tool belt kind yeah. of thing. But it's the starting of something that's tricky. We've got some friends, the Zayas, they're total geniuses. Tiffany, you probably would have seen on the internet, on Instagram. She does all the amazing Bible journaling artwork that you've seen. She's one of Zondervan's artists. Uh, she was involved in the the new Bible project, you know, the journaling Bible thing. She's just this creative genius. And yeah, she's so gifted. Her husband is this, I don't know, he's this eclectic collection of genius business marketing you know he's just a super design yeah, stuff. super yeah. sharp guy incredibly smart hard-working people he told me something a few weeks ago that's really changed my way of thinking on this topic he said you know it's actually really good to iterate in public previously i thought that you can't put something out there till it's polished and finished yeah which actually is a good excuse for perfectionism yeah again Back to that again. (laughs) Back to that whole thing, which is basically fear. He was like, no, no, don't be afraid to put out something that isn't yet perfect. Put it out, then tweak it, edit it, adjust it, change it. Let other people watch you evolve what you're doing in public because you build empathy with your audience. They, They see you having the same sort of struggles and process and it's inspiring. They they that's how you build a fan base. I was like, man, that freed me up so much. Because I think part of the killer to getting stuff done is we want it just so. We want it just right. Right. But you don't have to worry about that. People would rather have something than nothing. Yep. I think it's funny too, because if you think about us as people, when we teach and stuff, we're happy to be vulnerable, but it feels like it's a different thing to put out something that you know isn't where you want it to be. And right. it's a, there's a visual representation of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with regards to episode 100, uh, here we are recording it. We're, we're now sitting in a purpose-built studio for podcasting. Yes. That's bizarre yes. to me, but it, it is. There's, uh, there's a whole story in and of itself of how we ended up with this, which we'll have to tell at some point. But we've got sound insulating panels on the wall. We've got a purpose-built table with countersink booms and shock-mounted microphones. And we've got headphones to listen to all our recording levels. And over in the corner there, there's an edit station with monitors and more headphones and hundreds of dollars worth of software. But if we waited until we had all that stuff before recording a podcast, we'd never have started. No. 
what do we start with? Two cheap microphones and two mic stands. Well, what we started with was we <laughs> borrowed all the equipment from Blake. Yep. So Blake lent us some microphones, lent us some, you know, music stands, and we tried it. And we didn't have any software to edit either. He he edited it all for us. Thank you, Blake. We knew nothing. But magical things happen when you start small. Yeah. And I, I've just seen time and time again that the Lord will come and breathe on something, but he'll wait while you have nothing. So my encouragement, dear listener, is what have you been waiting until you're better at? Because forget waiting. Just start now. Put something out there that God can bless and grow, and you'd be astonished. So our encouragement to you this week is record that song, build that blog, write that book, start a business, ask that girl out. Like, whatever. Don't let starting (laughs) small put you off, because there's tremendous joy in starting small. We did. We loved making every episode, even the episodes where we forgot to hit record and then we had to re-record it. Even (laughs) most recently, the episodes where all our equipment fails and I'm in tears thinking, what's going on? Because you're learning something from everything. Yeah. Yeah. It has been really super fun. And if you'd asked me before we started, I wouldn't have thought that I would really enjoy it. I was just like, okay, if you want to try it, Let's try it. Again, thinking we probably wouldn't do more than 10 episodes. And here we are, 100 in. Right. And actually, I really love it. And we want to thank all our listeners for that. I I mean, honestly, without you guys, there's no point in doing this. And we love getting encouragement from you from around the world. We love getting emails. We love getting feedback. And so thank you so much. Without you, like I said, there's no point. And your encouragement for the last 100 episodes is super encouraging. Yeah. And in many ways, we're just getting started. I mean, 100 episodes isn't that much. Some of, the, some of the podcasts I'm listening to, or I've got way more than that. Sure. So anyway, I want to encourage you, go do something brilliant and do it by starting small. There's two resources I want to point you to. The first is an article I wrote, uh, I don't know, a while back called Practice the Now. It's a short read. It'll take you maybe three minutes and hopefully it's going to inspire you that you don't need the things you think you need to get started. Just get started now. Practice the now. The second thing is a brilliant video that Jesse Early got me into when I preached a couple of months ago on creativity. And it so succinctly describes a problem that we all face when we start producing new content. It's brilliant. It'll be super encouraging to you. Again, it's three or four minutes long. It's well worth your time. Check the show notes for both of those. To find the show notes for any episode that you're listening to, just go to alanandaj.com slash whatever number the episode you're listening to. In this case, it's 100. So alanandaj.com slash 100. If you'd like to send us any feedback or reach out to us at all, we'd love you to go ahead and head over to alanandaj.com slash ask. And we promise you between now and next episode, we're going to think of something special to mark this amazing occasion so long as we don't get sick. So thanks for tuning in once again. Have an incredible week. Faith, life, communication, tacos and video games. Paleo donuts and the kindness of God are things we deal with every day. From Franklin, Tennessee, they are just like you and me. Experiences oh, yeah. keeping up with the Joneses, sharing their life experiences. Oh, yeah.